episode of the Vampire Movie Club. I am your host, Shannon, and today we have a whole gaggle of guests. Jordan. Avencio. Bryn. Mike. Jillian. Hooray. And also Oscar. He is here with us always. Um, and Who is a dog? Who is a dog, yeah. <laughs> I think they know. They probably know by now. Unless it's their first episode. Like, hello guys, I'm a dog. <laughs> Anyway, um, no, he's most certainly sitting right next to the microphone. That's why we introduced him, but okay, cool. Um, Today, we watched Valerie and Her Week of Wonders, the 1970 Czechoslovakian surrealist coming-of-age vampire horror movie. Yeah, Um, let's go with that. I feel like I missed a descriptor, but I don't think I did. Not porn. It's not porn. Totally not porn. (laughs) Although, although, but we'll go this way. And our question today is, what is your favorite fairy tale? Well, I just took a quiz because I didn't know what it was. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, that quiz said Aladdin, which is most ne- most definitely not true. Uh, but I do like the like the original fairy tale of The Little Mermaid as well uh-huh. as the Disney version. Okay, cool. I'm going to go with Hansel and Gretel just because yeah, I'm going to go with Hansel and Gretel. That's you know, cool. The old dude who would lure children into your house? Yes, Jillian, that's exactly why I'm going with that. Um, I don't know if it counts, but I'm going to say Peter Pan. Just that whole mythos, it's my favorite. I love Peter Pan. Mm -hmm. Cool. I don't know if I have a favorite, but I have ones that make me, that automatically go into my brain when I think of fairy tale. Okay. And that's either Cinderella or Snow White. Oh, cool. So, I wouldn't say favorite, but I would say, like, those are classic ones for me. Okay, cool. Um, I don't really have one, but I really like the Arabian Nights or like the Sinbad tales mm-hmm. and stuff. I just like genies and that whole flying carpets and things like that. Cool. So we'll go with that. Awesome. Um, I will, I am, uh, I was going to originally also go with Little Mermaid because Little Mermaid was my jam, but then also Little Red Riding Hood mm-hmm. was like Little Shannon's like super duper jam. And then it reminded me of a book my grandpa used to read, and it was um, The House That Stood on Chicken Feet, and I really want to find it, but it's very Hansel and Gretel, well, not really Hansel and Gretel-ish. There is a girl that decides to go visit her grandmother, uh, so I guess it's a little Red Riding Hood-ish, but a girl decides to go visit her grandma, and along the way there's a witch, and then she gets kidnapped by the witch, and the house the house that the witch lives in stands on chicken feet, and then she's kidnapped, and then she has this basket of bread. Yeah, or this basket of, like, food, and so she, like, gives the meat to the cat and is like, hey, cat, help me get out of this, like, bathtub that she's trapped me in, and they're like, okay, here you go, and she, like, opens the little window with her kitty paws, and then she's like, thank you, and then the gate's real squeaky, so she's just like, here, gate, let me use the butter for my bread to uh, grease you so that you aren't squeaky anymore, and the gate's like, cool, thanks, lady, and I'll open quietly for you, and then she uses the bread for the birds, and then she gets home. There you go. House of Stone Chicken Feet, which is just as obscure as Valerie and her Weekend Wonders. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, I feel like you're Googling that. I am. And it's got a horrifying description. Oh, it's. T- I, I it's... never realized how many fairy tales revolve around abducting children. All of them. Jesus Christ. That's how you scare yeah. your kids to stay home. Yeah, that yeah. was the whole point of fairy tales. Can confirm. That yeah. and everybody's poor and hungry so it was always like oh a donkey that spits gold or a table that just automatically has food on it because that's what they were constantly hungry and poor yeah so so cool yeah we watched valerie in her week of wonders this is gonna be funny does anybody (laughs) want to take a stab at the plot not even remotely 
There was a plot. <laughs> cool. Um, do you want to? Do you still have it? Uh, yeah, I do. Hold on, okay. let me pull it back up. I can. While um, we Google the plot of this movie we just watched. No, it's the this really amazing description of it. It on is Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Okay, um, this is Greg S. Okay, thank you, Greg S. Uh, And this one, he says, On the day she gets her period, a young girl's life turns into a strange dream of lusty priests and vampire infestations. This surreal fairy tale exploring juvenile fears of predatory adults and the scary world of sex was a late bloomer in the Czech New Wave, but stands as one of the most fascinating relics of the movement. Cool. So there's that. And I also looked at the Czech New Wave because... I was about to say, can we Google that? Yeah, no, we did. Let me find my link to it. That was a whole movement of movies like that? Yes. It was called the Czechoslovakian... Or Prague Spring, which is a period of political liberalization and mass protest in Czechoslovakia as a communist state before World War II. And it began on January 5th, 1968, when reformist Alexander Dubek was elected first secretary of the Communist Party of Czechoslovakia and continued until August 21st, 1968, when the Soviet Union and other members of the Warsaw Pact invaded the country to suppress the reforms. So there's all that. That's like the technical Wikipedia thing about it um this is something that uh like history degree shannon has never heard of and is very embarrassed that i have like very little information about the prog spring it was uh the prog spring reforms were a strong attempt by dubeck to grant additional rights to the citizens of czechoslovakia and an act of partial decentralization of the economy and the um and democracy democracy yeah democracy not democracy. I know how to say democracy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it sounded like you were struggling there. Democratization? No, thank you. <laughs> I'm like, democratization. Democratization. You can say it like that. <laughs> cool. I'm going to go back and edit over there. <laughs> so it, it sounds like I say it right. Democratization? Democratization. Uh, um, so there's part of that. So we definitely have this movie. And yeah, um, Jordan, I'm going to put you on the spot. You, I don't want to peg anybody. Um have more experience with surreal um, film. Do you want to clue us into anything? So, surrealist cinema, and I'm, again, going to read from Wikipedia because I'm not smart, um, started in Paris in the 1920s. Um, It uses shocking, irrational, absurd imagery and Freudian dream symbolism to challenge the traditional function of art to represent reality. Okay. So, So this movie had all of that. And it did. Mm -hmm. Um, Specifically... I didn't study a lot of surrealist art, but like I took a film class, so I'm not like super. Yeah, but now into you it. now you get to say like, oh, that film class I took in college. <laughs> but um, I guess specifically, like there was a surrealist filmmaker named Jan Spunkmeyer that I really enjoyed, and he actually made like commercials for MTV back in oh, the dang. day as well. And he always kept his like surrealist roots. But he did a Dr. Faustus film, and he also did um, an Alice in Wonderland film because mm. he felt like the book Alice in Wonderland was a story that like haunted him his whole life because of the surrealist nature of him of himself. Mm. And so he was really, yeah. But a lot of surrealist film is um, just like a shot of somebody's eyeball and then a shot of like a gunshot going off. And mm-hmm. then like just things that are just out of context um, to sparks some kind of an emotion and it it just usually comes off as weird 
which this movie definitely came off as weird. There were lots of just like, she's mm-hmm. in a fountain. Cool. Let's continue. And you didn't know if something was like, do the birds represent something? Does the dress represent something? Does this represent you? Like, you don't know, like, and you're constantly looking for meaning when really there might not be meaning. It's just there to make you shocked and, and to push the like, quote, boundaries of film. But like, we don't really have a lot of surrealist film now because they kind of i feel like they got it out of their system almost <laughs> like like there's no and there's no money in it i guess i should say that that's probably so what it is. when movies became like a cash industry like there's no money in surrealist film these films are going to art houses and that's about it mm-hmm. and it costs a lot of money to make a film so yeah cool i don't know no that's exactly what we needed yay capitalism because cool damn. um this is directed by yaromil Yiriz. We're going to go with that. Um, Both spelled with a J. They are J's. And I feel like it's not Jaromil Jiras. I don't know why. Meaning that his name was, in the movie, the character's name was like Eglet, but they kept saying like a completely different name. They were saying a completely different name. I'm wondering if Czechoslovakian is got some weird phonetics to it that we are probably uh, misreading this director's name. (laughs) Oh, most certainly. So if you're listening, I apologize and you can just call me, uh, and call me up. Um, and let me know how to say your name. And I apologize now, um, that I am an ignorant American. It was directed by, it was directed by that guy. There we go. Um, and he did the screenplay for it based off of a book. Um, it is not rated. It is an hour and 17 minutes. So it's only confusing you for a little bit. Um, it's considered adventure drama fantasy. Oh, where can we, I guess, where can we start uh, besides the plot that Jillian gave us? There's most certainly a girl with earrings. (laughs) We have a girl with earrings. Like, I tried to write down plot points um, (laughs) as we were going through, because I'm like, maybe this will make sense at some point. We have a girl with earrings. She's in a greenhouse. An Amish guy steals them by, like, Cirque du soleil into the greenhouse. Almost Spider-Man. And, like, Spider-Man, yeah. Mission Impossible style, taking them off of her ears, and then, like, like doing a sit-up, back up, and then out, and then he runs away. Oh, and then, as he runs away, there's a vampire guy and some dead chickens. Uh, it just gets weirder and weirder. There's, like, Valerie finds some blondes in a stream that are putting fish down their blouses. <laughs> She's walking home, and there's blood on a daisy, and then that's supposed to represent her starting her period. And then Tilda Swinton comes in, and it's not real <laughs> Tilda Swinton, but it's a woman who looks like Tilda Swinton, and it's her grandmother. But her grandmother is actually played by a younger woman who will then become younger later. Uh, someone's getting married. A cousin of hers is getting married. Was that her cousin? I think it was her cousin. Did I make that up? Uh, everybody was related somehow. Oh, we'll get to where it gets better about um, family. Um, so I think it's her cousins getting married. They have this parade. There's a monster, like, vampire in the parade. And then he puts his mask in front of him. And then he moves his mask. And that's when he becomes, like, we're using the word hot relatively. And then he puts his mask back over his face. And he becomes the monster again. She gets a letter from this gentleman that we're going to call Eglet. That sounds like... It's not like she yeah. was in the movie. It, it sounded like she was saying Eric. Yeah, on so, the according to uh, the Wikipedia page, they're calling him Orlick. Yeah. Orlick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. That's in wondering if in it's the like, subtitles, it's spelled Yeah, I wonder if like, eagle like, yeah. like a little baby like, eagle. Like a baby eagle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah super cute. Okay. Yeah. So that makes sense. And so this boy writes her a letter and is like, hey, all the girls are going to church. Put a dress for me in the, like, giant birdcage. 
so that I can go meet you at church, and then... Because I'll dress up like a girl, too, and they won't know that I'm going out with all the maidens who are... Going to this weird, like, yeah. super virginal church service. They totally won't spot me with my giant sideburns. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Um, we call him Amish because he had a jaunty hat, and then huge sideburns, although he did have glasses. So then, but he never shows up. Mm-hmm. I don't remember him showing up in a dress. He didn't. No. Because she was there yeah. and not in white, and everybody else was in white, and she wanted to bring rosemary specifically. It kind of it looked like she was wearing the dress that she put out for him, like because it was kind of black. Oh right? uh, yeah. And so I don't know what I don't know. I was oh, was well, that the dress she, she was hanging up in the birdcage? That's yeah. the dress she was hanging up in the birdcage. Yeah. I was yeah. already lost she, by this. When she comes to find when she finds him in a minute, yeah. Um, he's the dress is there with him. It is. It's just like yeah, just like on the. Yeah. Floor-ish. Maybe yeah. maybe I was just like very blindsided to him being in chains and then she was like, here, let me get you out. And he's like, no, I got this. And he's like, just <laughs> He just slip. slips. I'm like, they're not even like clasping They're your not hands. even clasped. Like, so she's like in the church, they're doing this weird service, but the weird service is being um, presided over. Is that what a service is done? Yeah. Um, by like the vampire guy. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just like, okay. He says all kinds of nice things about the girls, like that they are boat-shaped leaves. <laughs> that they are boat-shaped leaves, and that they are like, it's just super, super weird. He blesses all their bits and pieces. He blesses their, like, their tender parts, yeah. and like, it's real gross and weird and annoying, and I hate that nonsense. She's just like, has her head down praying, and then looks up, and everybody's gone. And so, we don't know why, or how, because like, there's, we're gonna, we're gonna preface this with there is no why, so we're not allowed to ask why <laughs> ever in this. Although I did write down, why did she blindfold him? Um, <laughs> so she walks out into the courtyard and most certainly he's, uh, Iglet is chained, chained up to the fountain. But like Roger Rabbit chained where he just like slips his hand out of the, but like, she, she slips his hand she out. Slips because yeah, he's still, like, like unconscious when she And he's there. unconscious and then they're talking, <laughs> but I'm not really sure what they're saying. And then, oh, he was chained to the fountain, and then the, all the men come in, whipping themselves, and then he runs into the house and is like, the pearl will save you, and then hides, like, at his window, and they all celebrate off. So we don't know why there's whipping. There's no why. There is no why. Someone tells Valerie that her mom was a nun, and or she knows her mom was a nun, and the earrings were the last thing her mom had before she went into the nunnery, and her dad was a bishop, but they're both dead now. Yeah. They're both in heaven. Yeah, they're both in heaven. Tells mm-hmm. that. Although I think if she was a nun and he was a bishop and like, they had a kid, are bishops, wouldn't that put them in so hell? They didn't actually are say she was a, a nun. They said she went into the convent, that which she, uh, often happens with teenage girls. That she had, she had Valerie and then went to the nunnery. Oh, uh, okay. Are bishops allowed to have sex? No, they're not. No. Okay. Well, we learned Famously in, not. <laughs> in, in Van Helsing, we learned that friars can Frolic? Apparently. Because um, Faramir was allowed to have sex, so whatever. Oh my god, you guys. <laughs> but as this uh, boyfriend dude goes away, vampire guy takes her into the church, and that's why they climb the weird ladder in the library oh, yeah, and, start, about that. and start looking through the picture and watching grandma getting it on with another churchy guy. Mm-hmm. Like, 
aggressively. She was just like, please have sex with me, and like ripping off her clothes. And, she was whipping herself. And she was whipping herself. Yeah. And Vampire Guy was like, Val- Valerie's trying to move her face away from the from the hole in the wall because who wouldn't? <laughs> who wouldn't do that? And oh my god. He's like, no, you need to watch this. And pushes her head back toward. Of that scene in Ocarina of Time in Zelda <laughs> where you like watch this whole interaction between Zelda and Ganondorf, but... It's not nearly as awkward. Oh, good. So there's that. Um, <laughs> we that learn. Out. <laughs> that out. We learn that Richard, or that the vampire guy, his name is Richard. Did you guys catch that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I'm like, Bryn looked I at me. I knew there weird. was a Richard in there, but was, I didn't know they who all the hell it was. <laughs> and then they have a picnic. And so then yeah. they're all picnicking. Sorry, everything then, was a blur now. Yeah, that's why I wrote it down. That's why I wrote it down very detailed. I'm like, now they're in a picnic, and they're, like, rotating a pig, and they're just, like, oh, yeah. eating oh, yeah. off of the pig. Oh, yeah, and then, pregnant like, girl who was drinking wine. Pregnant, pregnant yeah. girl was drinking wine. Um, and then there's a creepy priest, and he's, like, um, also presiding over the picnic. And then he's the one who says that uh, Iglet is her brother. And then she's just like, okay. Goes back to her house. Priest follows her there. He, like, attacks her in her room. What do you call it? Black veil of crucifixion. Oh, because we go back to the... We go back to the wedding. Oh, such a random shot. Yeah. I know. Then we go back to the wedding. Then the bride has, like, a black veil, and she's, like, crucified on the wall. And then it comes back down to, like, this weird... What did you call it? The bed. The, um... The conjugal bed. The conjugal bed. bed. Just this weird, random, full-size bed that they keep circling around various points in the movie. And then they have, like, weird, like, we just got married consummation of the marriage. Grandma bites, like, bride, cousin, chick. So weird. She looked really happy to get married, too. She looked super thrilled. Like, super-duper thrilled. Marrying, like, a wealthy landowner who looked old enough to be her grandfather. He was, yeah. Yeah. But to be fair, I'm in that point right now with my life, so... Were you marrying a wealthy landowner? Mm Mm-hmm. So Mm -hmm. if you're listening... Yeah. Your wealthy landowner. Yeah. Vencio's phone number is. (laughs) Um, So then we find Iglet tied, like, in a river. Yeah. And he's tied down in a river. And again, not restrained well. And not restrained well, and she just, like, slides the, like, ropes off of him. And then she blindfolds him. And then they walk back to her house. And where... since we can't say why, what the fuck were they thinking when, they, when she blindfolded him? <laughs> yeah, why did house? she blindfold him? We can't ask why. We can't ask why. Again, what the fuck were they thinking? Because then he did <laughs> say the line, I'm house. like a blind man. He did say, I'm like a blind man. <laughs> we're, we're just like, literally, you have a blindfold on. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. What do you call it? They go back to the house. The creepy priest that attacked her earlier uh, is hanging dead from the window. And he's like, don't worry, it's just a dead man. And then they go inside the house. And they drag him. They drag Um, him into the murder basement. They drag him into the murder basement. And cool, he's there. I forgot about the murder basement. basement. (laughs) Opens up a coffin, grandma's in there. Grandma's in there. And she's got hillbilly teeth. She's got super creepy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then, so we see grandma dead in a coffin in the murder basement. And then four seconds later, a new cousin arrives, also named Elsa, which is the grandmother's name. And it's it's the same actress. She just doesn't have old age makeup on now. Um, I wouldn't really call it old age makeup. I would call it white. I would call it pasty with like a white wig. Exactly. There's, pardon me. (laughs) They gave her the the Tilda Swinton. They just made her pale and gave her a white wig. Yeah, that's all it is. Um, And she's like, don't you recognize me? And she's like, nope. And then that's it. 
uh, and she's got We're weird distant relatives. Yeah, I'm a distant cousin. Her hair is short on the sides and long in the back, but not quite a mullet. But it's also, also curled on the side. Short on really short on one side and then long on the other. It's this really attractive. It kind of like, looks like when I curl my hair to get ready for a show, but then I don't have enough time and I have to make calls, so then I put my the rest of my hair in a ponytail, and then I'm just going to curl it when I get to the theater. It 100% reminded me of when I'm trying to curl my daughter's hair. Oh. And... You've been drinking. You want to give up a little bit? And I've been drinking. Yeah. No. Because <laughs> I'll go to curl her hair in the morning, and then I have to walk off and do something else because I have two other kids that I need to get ready for school. Mm-hmm. So I'll leave her there, and I'll come back, and I'm like, what the hell was I even doing? Because half of it it's up here and half of it's down here. So I was like, this is this is my daughter at 7 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I, I like the look. I was actually, I was like, okay, her styling in that moment, mm-hmm. I liked. That's like cool. Whole costume. I liked her costume. Yeah. Like her, cool. uh, mm-hmm. her like suit thing. That was cool. Um, you said it was very androgynous and it was cool. Yeah, her hair was a little cool. weird, but whatever. That's probably why I liked it because I'm like, he kind of looks like a dude and I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of hair, though, um, I really like Valerie's hair. Like, I don't yeah. know if it's a yeah. wig or not. I want to say it's not. She's just got, like, beautiful thick hair and it's, like, a very chill color and just, like, it lays well and it just kind of sits. I, like I loved her, her cute little bangs. Yeah. She's got cute little bangs. She's very cute. Mm. She's legit 13, you guys. Like, not even, like, a 19-year-old actress playing a 13-year-old. Yeah, She's no, legit 13. Yeah. yeah. I don't like yeah. that. So there's a whole lot of her being attacked by a priest. There's a whole lot of, like, her dress coming off. And, like, we see her butt at one point. Relatives like, open-mouth kissing her. Yeah. There is a lot of open-mouth kissing, but maybe that's just, like, a cultural thing we don't understand. Um, and we're just like, She's 13. Like, this isn't even just, like, uh, like someone older that just has to pretend to be 13. It's, like... It's not just a very young-looking adult. This yeah. is a legitimate child. Yeah, this no, is a legit child. Yeah, movie. She was 13 years old. Uh, yeah, no. That's... No, like it. Um, so what do you call it? New cousin comes in. Valerie falls asleep. New cousin moves her to the barn. And then we see Elsa getting it on with a dude who has a bite on his neck. They also restrained her in the barn. They restrained (laughs) Valerie in the barn. Yeah. And not well because she was with with like a a string of pearls. It was like pearl rosary or something. And the ribbon from her hair because at one point in time she pulls Mm -hmm. her hair back in this really pretty purple ribbon and they took the ribbon out of her hair and tied her ankles with it. Yeah. I'm not sure. That's right. Oh yeah. Because when she goes back and ties herself back up. Uh Yeah. Yeah. She's got like yeah. this pearl rosary thing, like yeah. this this so religious artifact that she's got around her wrists. Mm-hmm. Behind her back. Behind and her back. And tied up just loosely enough that she can sit up and go, ah, and she's free. And mm-hmm. she's totally free. And somehow the barn is also connected to the house because we totally see her watching Elsa bite on the random... the. There are enough men in the movie, but apparently only one of them that is having sex with all of the women. Because mm-hmm. he was having sex with the woman on the tree... Mm-hmm. Um, there the was like laundry. the woman doing mm-hmm. laundry, Elsa in the barn, and then he's got bite marks. And then you look, um, Valerie moves and is able to look through another painting and looks in and sees Elsa now making a move on her boyfriend, who we also learn as her brother. Um, that we already said that part, and they don't seem concerned about that. Um, and she's just like, "Hey, dude, make out with me," and he's like, "Nope." And then that's when Valerie decides to tie herself back up. Amidst all those chickens. Yeah, and she goes yeah. into a coffin full of chickens. So Elsa goes up to the, like, where Valerie is, opens up a coffin, rips out, like, a dozen chickens, and says, you will die a glorious death, crawls into the coffin, and that's it. 
so then, many chickens. And then, there was a lot of birds. Yeah. There were a lot of birds chickens, in this whole movie. Pigeons. Mm-hmm. That's it. There had to be bird shit all over that All set. over. I um, birds. <laughs> and then Eaglet saves her? No, well, no, she gets out and then she meets him at the library, doesn't she? Maybe I missed that part. I don't know. Like, he's, like, on top of the bookshelf, and she's, like, coming in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And da-da-da-da-da. And, uh, and Bob's your uncle, and, I, and that's the movie. Yeah, and, well, they were talking, and that's when they're, when, I don't know, ah, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. But um, they were talking, and she said, like, I know Elsa's my grandma, like, or something. And ah. So she's, like, she verified that she knew exactly who she was, because hmm. earlier in the scene, before she got tied up, um, grandma, young grandma, was asking her, "Do you not recognize me? Do you mm-hmm. really not know who I am?" And obviously, um, Valerie was playing dumb to save herself. Oh. I don't know if she was playing. And creepy, gra- creepy vampire dude was her father. You find yeah, out. Yeah, so we find mm. out like in a very um, who's banging her grandma in a very um, Star Wars style that it's like Valerie's. Oh no, that's the almost uh, next thing where it's like. Elsa is hanging out with the vampire guy, and then they say, like, oh, Valerie's dad was the bishop, and the vampire guy is just like, ha ha ha, I was the bishop, I am Valerie's father, ha 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 ha, like Luke style. Something about Valerie is keeping them, like, keeping their vampireness, their youngness. Is that what it is? There was something where he was like, I have to keep Valerie alive or keep her safe because she was protecting his. Uh, immortality? I think at, at one point, um, Elsa was telling um, Richard that mm-hmm. she had killed Valerie. And oh. she was like, you're fool. She's the, she's the key to our, yeah, she's the key, key to, to our everything. youth. What have you done? And there's something about kissing her heals you. I forgot where it was or where I wrote it down. Oh, right here. When she's, um, so her kisses heal you. And I think that's what happened when she went into town. She stole a chicken she brought it to Vampire Guy, um, bit the chicken, and then kissed the vampire. And was like, here, here's the blood. Blah. And then he starts attacking her. Um, so I think it's something to do with her kisses. Could that be because she ate the pearl? Okay, yeah, Maybe. Yeah, we gotta talk about the pearl, too. Okay, well, yeah. yeah. So then, uh, the so there's, gives him the chicken, there's an attack. And then she's in a fountain. Yeah. And she's just swimming in a fountain. And then, the and then it comes back. And Vampire is putting her in a coffin full of apples. Yep. Cool. And then she spits out one of the pearls from her earring, and so she's not dead because she had the pearl in her mouth. Eaglet breaks up with her via letter given to her from that creepy girl that we think was tricking her, but that never came to a point. And then she runs into her cousin again! We get back to cousin. And then this is where her her kisses are healing because um, it's Hedvika? And her start making out, and then she had a bite on her neck, and then they make out, and then they fall asleep naked together, and then they wake up, and the bite on her neck is healed. So that's when I'm like, oh, her kisses must have healed her. And then it's also, her cousin says, oh, I don't feel well, and then Valerie says, you must eat hearty soups. (laughs) Um, Which we latched onto for some reason, thought was very funny. That was hilarious. Um, I'm telling anybody that, like, oh, I broke my leg. The name of this episode, I think, you is must, Valerie and her hearty soups. You yeah. must eat hearty soups. I love it times a billion. It's not when anybody says, I'm sorry, I can't come and watch movies tonight. I'm <gasps> sick. That is going to be the Oh, response. Camilla couldn't be here today because she was sick. We have to make her a hearty soup. <laughs> Camilla, know that you miss nothing. We're almost there. 
the rapey priest from the beginning who we thought was dead is not dead, and he is in the town saying that there's a witch among and us. She's and a witch. And she's a witch. And then they most certainly burn her at the stake, and then she puts the pearl in her mouth, and then she lives. But the the rapey priest, when after she's been laid in the coffin of apples, mm-hmm. when she wakes up, she's there once again eating an apple because she does that through the she does eat apples a whole lot. Tiny, tiny I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna save you. Neither one of us is dead. This is not a bad like. This is not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "Oh, by the way, you're the worst person alive. I'm now going to make sure you're burned at the stake." Well, that was cool of him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he does. He burns her at the stake, which Jordan pointed out. Like she's standing on top of a like bale of hay, like a lot yeah. of hay, and all of them have torches. And just like as an actor, you don't want to be near that shit. Yeah, no shit. He, like you want to fake that stuff. You want to make sure that the torches are far, far away. I feel like there were a lot of, like, poor safety choices with fire in general in the movie. Yeah. Oh, you mean, like, Elsa with the candle, with the like, candle, in, candle her in, her in her mouth while she was, yeah. like, ripping chickens out of a coffin? And then she got into the coffin with the candle cool. still in her mouth. Wasn't she dancing at one point with the torch as well? Yes. Yes, she was dancing with the vampire guy, and then the torch like, was, like, way dancing. out real far. Oh, my gosh. It's safe. I feel like it's safe. So, the whole thing of being so nervous. Um, you know how when all the flames were gone, mm-hmm. there was, a, like, a little dove? Mm-hmm. Did she turn into a dove? I'm not asking why. I'm just asking. Don't ask why. <laughs> I'm not sure because we see her. There's a dove on the burnt stick, but right. I don't. I don't. I didn't get the sensation that she turned into a dove. I think yeah. she just magicked away. No, yeah, no, no, she, no, she was not on like the porch. Old vampire guy priest turned into a ferret. Right. So yeah. Was the reason why I thought she cat. turned into a dove mm. because like he also yeah. maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll get to that part. I'm not sure. Well, throughout the movie, though, at various times, she keeps holding birds like that. Right. She mm. does hold a lot of birds. There are many, many birds Yeah. Um, this whole time. We also, after, so she survives, and she goes back into the murder basement, walking down the stairs with a bunch of candles. And I'm like, I feel that if I were just burned at the stake, I would not <laughs> be around candles, but whatever. And she goes to the brothel orgy. Um, and so it's the murder basement. Everybody in town. Everybody in town, including the wedding band and yeah. the um, burning at the stake band. Yeah, all the good. people who just burned her are like, oh, hey. Now they're all in their underwear in the murder basement having like a weird orgy. She puts one of the pearls in the vampire guy's wine. He drinks it. He like dies. And when you move his cloak, it's a ferret. Polecat. Polecat. European polecat. European polecat, specifically. When Which they referred to the vampire as a polecat before. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then the, we'll tell this funny story, which won't help anybody. But then we have the, the blonde chick who was just like, ah. <laughs> um, and then Jordan's like, hey, that's my face. Um, do you want to show me your face? <laughs> the face you make. <gasps> we have to now. You promised. <laughs> it's that face because most certainly during comedy of tenors we were sitting backstage and i was shivering and i'm like jordan like cuddle me i'm so cold and he's just like no and um he started dancing to fever which was on like the song on and he was like uh and like dancing and make that making that weird face while i was shivering so that was helpful and now he makes that face and i laugh and now that inside joke is for you yay now you know why jordan has a face you can't see we're gonna take a picture of it (laughs) and put it on our group so he turns into a ferret and then um valerie goes back to her room and takes off her clothes and lays in bed in the middle of the day in the middle of the day and covers her chest and there's some sort of narration that says don't reveal your secrets and then she just falls asleep with her chest covered 
Um, which we're learning so much about boobs watching vampire movies, including how to listen, and that they contain your secrets. <laughs> so that's cool. And then we also have Sex Chick on the Tree again, because it shoots right from her covering her boobs. Who was that? I couldn't figure... Was that... It was I don't just think some, it was anybody. Okay, I think it was, was like random, one of the random like, townswomen. At first I thought it was the, like the grandma, but... Well, She's yeah, just kick. no, just random. Okay. Okay. all of her secrets. Because mm-hmm. it kind of like re-loops back to like almost the beginning of the movie. Oh, I know. Yeah. When that happened, I was like, no, we watched this already. <laughs> so it does. She wakes up, and then she goes downstairs, and the grandma's old again. And then they say the same lines where it's just like, hey, are the missionaries coming? And But instead of the grandma saying, yes, they are, you should like totally make yourself available for them. Like she said at the beginning, she's like, what missionaries? And then it's like, oh, something's different. But the um, way she said it was like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. She knew like, exactly what... Something happens. Yeah. Grandma's old again. And then you see Iglet coming in, and she's just like, who's that? And so she doesn't know him. And I, thought then, she, I thought she was playing dumb for the grandma. Oh, was she? That's, that's what I thought. That's how yeah, I, I thought that. she really didn't know who it was. I thought it was just like a change, like the world had changed. No, yeah. because in No, because she saw him and like was like, oh, shush, like... Oh, did he? And then she was like, there's a strange boy. Oh, I didn't get that at all. And the next thing, like, how would she know it's like a secret letter? You know what I mean? That's fair. No, that's totally fair. So he gives her a letter. It's a secret letter. I don't remember what it says. More Um, fire was involved. I thought it was like meet meet her somewhere. Or like meet him somewhere. Yeah, I'm not sure. Then I think I lost track of stuff for a while because they have the dead ferret. Or the, oh, there was like the ferret and the chicken are fighting, which legit they just had to like put a ferret with a chicken and make them fight, which makes me so sad. Oh my gosh, you're right. And then, they, like, they don't just use their acting. I like, know. you just had to sick a ferret on a chicken, which breaks, you, my, you, breaks my little heart. You can't direct a ferret. <laughs> I don't know why they like... <laughs> and then they shoot it. European polecat. And then they, like, put its skin on the wall, and then all of a sudden her earrings pop up on the dead ferret. And then, the, and then a woman comes out and is like, hurry, your grandma's dying. And we're just like, she was just in there. Um, and Grandma's dying. Sorry. Yeah. And then Grandma's dying. Is Grandma dying because she lost her earrings? Was that the scene she gave her grandmother earrings? Or did she take him away? She took it away. So her grandma, like, um, moved her head over to the left. And then she's like, oh, Valerie's had the earring. And she's like, and she took it. I take it from you. I I, I giggled and um, laughed real real quick Mm -hmm. because of the way that she died. Like, it was, like, so, like. Oh, cause, yeah, because she, like, broke her rosary and, like, Blah. yeah. But before she died. Before she died? Before Grandma died, she told her, like, all about her life. Oh, and, yeah. like, that legit that her, that dude is her brother, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we and go back to... And she drove her mother out of the house and... With her words. With her words. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, and her parents show up. Um, and her parents show up, and they are played by Grandma Actress. And uh, we're using quotes, hot guy from earlier. And then Grandma comes outside and isn't dead, but she was all in black. And that's when Mom open mouth kisses um, Valerie. And then there's a big party, and Mom is making out with vampire. And then Dad is making out with cousin. And then Grandma is making out with vampire. And everyone's trying to invite Valerie into their and, and like, sessions. They're having like a big party, and half of them are all in black, and half of them are all in white. And they ring around the posy in the woods around the conjugal bed. Then Valerie falls asleep on the bed. I don't think it was the conjugal bed. I think it was her. That was her. Oh, that was her bed. That was the conjugal bed. And the party was happening because, like, she was getting married to her brother. They got married, right? 
No. So. I, I saw like them like what kissing. What movie were you watching? I thought <laughs> I saw a scene where they like kiss like almost like a wedding ceremony. There was a scene where they kissed, but. Did not get married in that scene. Oh, and I looked him up, and that actor legit is nine years older than her. So she was 13, he was 22 when they filmed that. I know. Oh, good. No, she kisses him when she um, gets him out of the river, and then it's over. And that's it. And that's our movie. That was a week. Apparently it was a week. There was no sense of time or space. Nobody Um, slept. Not really. Valerie slept a lot. Yeah, she slept well. No, she we we went over that. She's a teenager. She laid in bed a lot. Yeah, she went to bed a lot. I don't know. I have she a teenager a that lays in bed a lot, but he doesn't actually sleep ever. That's the movie. That's that's the weirdest movie I've ever seen yes. in my. And legit, life. it's a surrealist movie, so I can like, okay, I'm trying to give it not the benefit of the doubt, where I'm just like, yes, this is going to be weird. Yes, this isn't going to make sense. Uh, it's also I was talking to somebody at rehearsals about it earlier today. Where I'm just like, it's 1970s, it's coming-of-age movie, it's surrealist, it's vampire movie, so God only knows how much, like, interpretive dance there's going to be, and how much nakedness there's going to be, um, and there was exactly that. There wasn't a lot of the, well, no, there was some interpretive dance. There was, like, one second of interpretive dance beside the ring around the posy at the end, or ring around the rosies at the end. There was a fair amount of boob. There were quite a few boobs, um, including underage boobs. Uh, so that's not cool. Yeah. No. Um, what else have we got? Um, was there anything I missed? Um, I want to just point out my favorite actor in that movie was the okay. Black Rooster. There was a Black Rooster. <laughs> there was um, a scene where he was kicking his little legs. He was just on his back and just kicking him. I, I thought it was the cutest little thing I've ever saw. I don't think chicken. I don't think roosters belong on their backs. I wonder if someone had to like hold him in the hay. And he was trying to get out. Yeah. Oh no! I oh, now I just made myself sad. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> like, why would a chicken just like be? He's not like Oscar where he just rolls on his back to scratch and like, do chickens? Okay, we need a chicken person out there. Chickens don't (laughs) lay on their back. Mm -hmm. We need someone, we'll come and say. Oh yeah, Steven doesn't have his chickens anymore. But he's still a chicken expert. Yeah, we'll text him and ask him right now. He did have somebody win first place at one point. Well, it's because she's a babe, not because he's a, he's good. My favorite actor in this movie was the statue that was in the middle of town. Mm Mm-hmm, that was a good one. (laughs) Yeah. Some some of the shots were actually very well framed. Some were, of the shots were very pretty. There were very interesting things, even if um, you, like, ignore the fact that it's weird, like, mom making out with gross vampire, but yeah. it was yeah. through a bunch of trees. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even, her bedroom, that, even, like, top shot. Yeah, they keep, um, right above. Her bedroom's all super white, and she walks in, and the camera's right above it, and then it, like, you guys can't see this, <laughs> yeah. but it, like, pans with her, and it's neat. Um, yeah, some of the shots were well, were well framed. Mm-hmm. A lot yes. of that, it wasn't... I thought it was pretty. Like, even the grandma with her ridiculous hand in the coffin, and she's, like, trying to pull her hand back in. <laughs> up until the point where she's like, oh, shit, I can't actually get my hand in the thing. Well, and then she kind of struggles with the end of it. But the be- but the first half of it was real good, and then they should have cut away. Yeah, like, um, Claire, Claire, can you, can you put your hand in the co- Claire, just, no, we can still see it. Thank, th- thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's so silly. No, I thought it was pretty. They had, like, interesting mm-hmm. visuals. Like, I liked their costumes. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't feel exceptionally um, low budget for being 70s or Czechoslovakian. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you like the statues with the, the, the bees. bee crotches. They had some weird statues with bee crotches. <laughs> so now I feel like I need to sculpt one of those and just put it... <laughs> I want to make little flower boxes for our front yard for bees because, like, we need help with bees, whatever, whatever. And I also want to make, like, statues with... <laughs> Little places for bees to make their homes inside the crotches. Oh my god, that would be amazing. 
Whether that gets better, smelling. I need to show you guys a picture. We have this funny thing on our phones where you can send, like, you take a picture of your face, and then it makes uh, little stickers about you. And it's really great. But I was doing mine with my wig on from Comedy of Tenors, so it looked like I was wearing a turban. <laughs> so I had to, like, remake mine. Um, but when it still had that face, I it turned me into a vampire. And so when you type in hungry, and it gives me my sticker options for the word hungry, it's me, like, with, like, big old things. And it doesn't make any sense. And so Jordan says that's when I'm hangry. <laughs> um, but that's the face that I should sculpt. And then make beat crotch out of. <laughs> make beat crotch. Uh, so I came into the debate being, trying to be very open-minded about it. Cause, mm-hmm. um it started out feeling like it's going to be very artsy-fartsy, mm-hmm. which is a lot like the movie that we just saw. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm not sure if I'm going to be a fan of it, but I really like that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what we just saw before this was actually good, though. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, no. I was, I was like, I'm going to be open-minded about it because this isn't the type of movie that I would watch normally. Exactly, yeah. And I watched the last one, liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Maybe, no. But she did look a lot like Demi Lovato back in the day. Like, mm-hmm. back when she was on... Like, 13. Like, like 13, in Disney yeah. Channel and those little short little clips. I can't remember what they're called. Okay. Um, do you remember what they're called? I'm too old for that Vines. part. Of me. What? Short little clips, Vine. No, 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 no. no. It like, it was on Disney Channel. Channel. Like, it was Disney's like a... Disney's specific, like... Like, it was like a five, ten minute skit while commercials were happening before, oh. like, during the actual show, so whatever. That was post-me Disney Channel. Oh, I was... I'm... Like, if I still had Disney Channel, I'd be watching it to this day. Mm-hmm. I so would watch an early 90s Disney Channel with that really awesome Alice in Wonderland show. Yeah. Do you remember oh, that really? Oh, the live action. Yeah. Yes. Live action yeah. Yeah. That Alice in Wonderland yeah. show was real good. Yeah. I, I would watch it before my bus showed up when I was in like the, seventh grade. I thought the rabbit looked really cool. <clears throat> rabbit was cool. Yeah. Is there, are there any other points that you want to make about Valerie and her week of wonders? Um, it does have, Jordan pointed out, and we also discovered a 100% Rotten Tomatoes rating. Yeah. So you said something reviews. like it's on it's like in the Criterion collection and like mm. it's got really good rating uh, really good ratings on Rotten Tomatoes, <sighs> but based on fourteen reviews. Yeah, but it's yeah. based on fourteen reviews. But fourteen people had to say good things about it. You yeah. can't get a hundred percent. weird. Without a hundred percent of them saying good things, right? Right. Like that's how percentages that's how work. Math works. Yeah. Is that how math works on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes? <laughs> To be fair, maybe these were the only 14 people that have ever seen the movie as well. Maybe. <laughs> it's a 14-person fan club that went, ooh, there's no review on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. We must fix this. I asked Stephen about chickens, and I think he thinks that I'm kidding because he's not responding. And I did say this is a real question. We watched a weird movie where a chicken Oh, he's was in on the call. Oh, no. no. He's probably not getting your text. <clears throat> he probably doesn't want to talk to you. He's in the call. Being fancy or... Yeah, Aiden drinks out of plastic cups that look like less. Yeah. Rude. <laughs> cool. If um, you think of the movie as a whole, and she goes from being, I guess, like, she blossoms into a woman, but there's that weird part where, like, you start noticing sex around you, and I was thinking about the earlier part of the movie, like, like we see the blood on the flowers, she's kind of, like, blossoming into womanhood or whatever, and... And then she starts, like, we, the audience, starts noticing lots of sex all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like, she walks here, there's, like, a weird tree, or a weird woman on a tree, mm-hmm. there's, like, the weird fish ladies, there's all this other stuff. Um, and a lot of, like, voyeurism, like, there's lots of, like, let me watch watch through this peephole at these two people doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, like, kind of the point of the movie. Oh, like I that. guess, sorry, what the point I was trying to make is, like, 
uh, I remember going through high school and then it's like all these, you think everybody else has had sex, but you, um, but that usually isn't the case. It's like everybody's thinking about it, but nobody actually has, has, you know, gone onto this, uh, next stage of, of actually having sex. Except for the girls who are actually pregnant in high school. Correct. Right. Um, not, and it does happen, but like, I, that's what this movie reminded me, I guess, is there's a lot of like, like she's being exposed to all these like sexual stuff and she either doesn't know how to handle it or kind of backs away. And then she does have that one, uh, the one time where she really feels like she's like having like a romance is with, um, you wrote her name down and I forgot it. Uh, Hedvika? Uh, Hedvika? Yeah. And uh-huh. they seem to have, like, an actual relationship. That seemed the most natural. Yeah. Like, of everything. Even between her and, like, weird brother, not brother. Um, all the other creepy people around her. Like, that one seemed more natural. And she was, like, totally into this. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. It was just kind of, like, I don't know. I, I feel like I had this well-thought-out thing in my head, and it's not coming out. That's no. okay. No, I understand where, especially, like, um, you're, like, 13, and, like, you're curious, and you just start noticing more things around you, yeah. and, like, yeah. is this something I'm supposed to be doing now, but, like, And you're getting advances, was, and granted, she got, like, scary advances, she but, got like, very you're getting scary advances, advances, and you don't know how to, like, you don't understand what this means, mm-hmm. you know? She got and, straight up molested. Um, yes. Yeah. Where maybe the way the surrealist is looking at it, like, the surreal idea is looking at it, where, like... Let's say it's not a priest and just, like, a normal person just talking to her, but it feels really aggressive because you're not used to, like, these feelings and all these things are happening. It's like, as ah, is this what this feels like? Um, it's just people, like, attacking you. Um, and that was the surrealist portion of it. And then there's a point where you kind of realize that, like, all of these older people have had sex. And I think that when um, she goes into that orgy room in the basement or whatever, it's this, like, that's the realization towards the end of the movie. Um, where she has that mm-hmm. realization. I'm just using that word over and over yeah, again. Yeah, okay. Um, I think that there's also the, like, her trying to figure out her own sense of normalcy with her own sexuality. Like, mm-hmm. she has these relationships or these interactions with men that are really uncomfortable for her. And, it, like you said, it may be that it feels really aggressive or that it feels more over the top than it is uh, in her mind. But then the one real relationship she has is with, cousin whatever her name is mm-hmm. um helvetica is what i just want to call her <laughs> i want to call her helvetica um, as well but we can but so especially for called. it being maybe eagle and helvetica and <laughs> yeah it's interesting to me that especially for it being 1970 that it's like this kind of forward thinking like you know you don't have to have a relationship with a, another with a teenage boy like that you don't have to be dating a boy you can mm-hmm. have a relationship with a woman and it's okay mm-hmm. um and i i kind of love that piece of it that it was her sense of normalcy and her figuring that out and mm-hmm. and they were really sweet together and they were really sweet together yeah and none of this like answers why there was a vampire why no, her grandmother was so like i'm not trying to say that this movie makes a whole bunch of sense no. i'm just saying that if we kind yeah. of look at it as a whole uh-huh. and and if that is the idea if it's this coming of age story of this woman then it kind of or of this girl then it it kind of makes sense when you start thinking about it but it's a surrealist film so it's there to shock you it's there to yeah. things juxtapose that don't make sense mm-hmm. yeah um, for the sake of, I shouldn't say for the sake of not making sense because there's probably a, a rhyme or reason to it, but I am not educated enough to. I don't know that there is. That. I think most surrealist filmmakers are like, this is going to confuse them. Yeah, um, maybe. <laughs> it can also be seen as like, now she's entering 
adulthood because now she's a woman Mm -hmm. that the world isn't as pretty or as um, nice Mm -hmm. or everything Mm -hmm. like it's all you have these monsters and evil people who want to take advantage of you corrupt you and really take away your innocence Mm -hmm. um and maybe that's the flower represented with the blood you know like obviously it's a like yeah like whatever but like also like yes we're pretty but there's also some evil shit that happens mm-hmm. and her room stays really pretty and yeah. she yeah. keeps going back to her it's room completely white. um and so she keeps going back to her room and then when she leaves her room like well she gets attacked in her room. does she get attacked in her room or somewhere else she i think she was I in think, her room i feel Is like it was in her room that's where the priest yeah. got her yeah, yeah. Is that where? okay yeah. but it could be like the last grasp of like innocence yeah. that she yeah. has but um and i wonder i don't know if if it's i don't know if she lost her virginity by the end of the movie or anything but like the the whole forest scene she seems to have come to like an acceptance where it's not this scary mm-hmm. dirty yeah. evil thing it's something common and i don't know but so, then there's like her weird vampire floating around as well yeah. so right. i don't know yeah. but so we have um at the beginning of the movie we have like these six chicks in a river who are just like kissing on each other and they're in their nightgowns and they're just in this river they and they're putting fish. fish down their shirts. Um, because that's sexy. It doesn't mm. make sense, but none of it makes sense, so whatever. Um, but I noticed that she very specifically like wasn't joining them or wasn't like a part of it or being included in it. So I'm like, right. oh, maybe those are the girls who are like already beyond this and they're not including her because she's not allowed to yet because she hasn't started her period yet. But then by the end of it, I thought that's what was going to happen when they do go into the woods where, oh, okay, she's going to be involved in this now. But she still wasn't wasn't quite involved. Like, she was there and she knew it existed, but she wasn't participating yet, which makes me think she didn't lose her virginity by the end of this mm. because um, she was there and a part of the party, but not, like, a part of the party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is the smartest thing. <laughs> I can, like, yeah. It makes me sound real smart when I say that. Body was ready for making children but like her mindset wasn't mm-hmm. there kind of a thing mm-hmm. she was so like she wasn't ready for sex yeah um yeah which is totally I don't know. reasonable it was a it was a weird yeah, like you're 13 it's a weird it was just a weird movie and yeah, yeah. <laughs> um well we can go around and we can say did you like it and would you recommend it um you know <laughs> When the movie ended, I was like, well, no, weirdest thing I've ever experienced. But now after having this conversation, mm-hmm. um, it's not one of those things that I'm like, it's an hour of your life, you're never going to get back. It's actually pretty interesting now having that perspective of it. I might watch it again and see kind of what what mm-hmm. I think of it. Cool. Well, there is a lot. I thought I heard Rumpelstiltskin multiple times. Well. <laughs> I think you did. Yeah. That's when they were turning the cobwebs into gold. Yeah. I think I'm pretty much done with this film. <laughs> okay. Um... And I don't think I would want to put anybody else through it. Okay. So, no. Okay. And no. <laughs> I feel like I'm still trying to process what just happened to me um, <laughs> as far as that movie went. Um, I didn't hate it. Um, it was it was really beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. And I think that there was a lot of thought into, a lot of thought put into um, what was going on there. I mean, but I don't know if I'd, I don't know if I'd recommend it though. It, okay. it was beautifully shot. I yeah. would agree with that. Yeah. But yeah. It was very it was very pretty mm-hmm. and there were there were parts of it I did I did like, but overall, I don't know if I'd mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think I'd recommend it. I'm gonna say no. That's cool. Well, like I said, this isn't my kind of movie and 
I don't know if I would ever want to watch this again. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with everybody. Like, it was beautifully shot. And I do like the conversation that it's opening. Because mm-hmm. I don't really explore this side of my brain as much. Um, so I do respect that aspect. I mean, will I watch another surrealist film? Yeah. Um, will I watch this one again? No, because I've already seen it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if it's going to provoke any more thoughts for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really have, like, a really good time watching it. I made fun of it a lot during this movie. That was kind of fun. But I I do respect like the conversation that we're having Mm -hmm. um, because it made me reanalyze what I witnessed more than just like a joke Mm -hmm. of what I was making through the entire movie. So I do appreciate that. But I'm not sure if I would recommend it to people. That's fair. Um, I feel like Jillian where there's a there's definitely like a rewatch. There's a there's a side of me that really wants to rewatch it. Um, but I think before that, I would want to seriously study the director slash writer and understand him as a person and what he was trying to set out to do. Yeah. Um, not that I want to compare this with Shakespeare, but personally, I don't get a lot out of Shakespeare plays just going and watching a play, a Shakespeare play I've never seen before because I get really lost. I get really confused. I'm like, who's who? But if you study like Romeo and Juliet or you study Hamlet and you really understand like the relationships that they have, then when you go see it performed, it has such a, a larger emotional impact on you. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if this movie is like that. Because if I if I understood the the backdrop of it, then rewatching it again, I might get something out of it. Mm-hmm. I would never recommend this to anybody. <laughs> like you would ha- I mean, if you are into these kind of movies, you already know this exists and you probably will go watch it. But like to just say like, oh yeah, go watch that no. without having any idea, <laughs> which is exactly what we did. Yeah. And uh, this is like a funny story. So we started the movie and there were two audio tracks and right. one said English and one said Czechoslovakian and the English audio track was just music. Mm-hmm. And we were like, what kind of weird movie did we get into until we realized that we had to switch it over to Czechoslovakian to actually get the dialogue of the movie. Or else it would have super been just like, it looked felt like a music video. Yeah. Where there was no talking. It was just, and I'm you like, see the talking. There was just no words. But not yeah. even a ton. Like her mouth yeah. would move like two words and you're just like, okay. But kind of like in the context of like everything that you were seeing, like, of well, it made sense, kind exactly. of. Yeah, exactly. It was so weird that we didn't yeah. know what we were watching. And so that's why it, I don't think I would, I would not recommend it to somebody because of that. Because you are going to be just lost and confused mm. and it's not going to be a fun experience. And I think a lot of us didn't have a fun experience watching this movie, despite the really cool conversation that we had afterwards. Mm-hmm. So. Gotcha. I don't think I'll watch it again. I, I, w- I mean, I'm thinking the amount of effort I would have to put in to really... Yeah want to understand this movie and i'm like i don't think i care enough to understand it i guess so maybe i'm lame but (laughs) that's how i feel (laughs) um so uh like historian shannon and dramaturg shannon like this is kind of what you do is you try to figure out the socio-political situations in an area and how it affected the play that was written and then that's um like, it helps you understand why the play was written or helps you with characters and helps you, like, try to understand society-wise what makes this play important. And so now that part of Shannon wants to go back and learn about 
um, the Czechoslovakian revolution that was happening and why this was at the forefront of it and why this was such a big deal in that regard and what it meant in surrealism and what it meant for the country and how the country was changing and why it was a big deal. Uh, normal vampire liking Shannon doesn't want to put that much effort into it. I've got <laughs> 700 movies to watch. <laughs> um, and so maybe one day when I'm a hundred years old and I'm like, remember it was based on a short story too, right? It was, uh, or, I don't know if like it was a, a short story, but I think a novel. Yeah. Yeah. See, that would be another aspect of it that like yeah. reading that. And then you, I bet you would understand the characters more because the characters aren't developed in the movie. But if you understood their developed mm-hmm. characteristics or is it like earlier, a, yeah. then you could be like, oh, now I can appreciate this. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. I really don't want to put that much effort. But in I don't either. That's the thing. That's so much homework to get to, yeah. to rewatch a movie that I didn't really like. I mean, yeah. When we're 100 years old, I'm just going to be like, Jordan, remember that movie we watched? <laughs> we should do our homework on that now that we're just sitting around here doing nothing. But it reminds me of Jan Svankmeyer, who's the other surrealist filmmaker that I do like. And he made a movie called Faust, which is based on Dr. Faustus. But just watching that movie, you're not going to enjoy it. But if you've read Dr. Faustus, if you've done all the homework, if you know the cinematography that he's using Mm -hmm. because he's using it a very specific way to evoke certain feelings, that's a very interesting movie to watch. Hmm. But like I said, I had to do a whole bunch of homework to enjoy that movie. Yeah. Yeah. You guys can just watch Phantom of Paradise that has Dr. Faust in it and it's really cool. Let's do it. Put it on the list. I need it to be a vampire movie. Can I just lie and say that it is? <laughs> Guys, it's really we good. We did about Lair of the White Worm, so... Yeah, but someone told me that was vampire. Someone, one of you just tell me that Phantom of the Paradise is about vampires and I'll add it to the list. Phantom of the Paradise is about vampires. No way! Yeah. Let's add it to the list. Great idea. Cool. Okay. Got it. Got we bag. won't have Peter Capaldi playing bagpipes, but we will have, um, most certainly a guy disfigured in a record press. It's amazing. Sweet. Um, Get your back, dark-haired girl. What? I said, I've got your back, dark-haired girl. Thank you, wi- wizard. wizard. Is it wizard? It Good was night. wizard. Good night, it was wizard. wizard. Good night, Good night wizard. wizard. Good night, my dark-haired girl. Yeah, so randomly, in that narration that was explaining, like, don't reveal your secrets, and she lays down. It was a song, I think. Yeah. It was a song. Oh, it was the, no, earlier. Yeah. It was uh, a song later, but I don't remember what was happening earlier when she was, like, laying down. And no, it's it, was like, a, it was a song. Like, the, there was music playing, and oh, there was there? singing. I was obviously and drunk. Yeah, and they were, like, translating the song. Yeah. Uh, okay. They didn't have the music notes to let you know it was a song. Oh, <laughs> so it was, yeah, good night, my dark-haired girl, and then good night, my wizard, and I'm just like, I'm gonna res- say good night to you like that every night. Good night, my wizard. I'm going to. It's gonna be a thing. I need to figure out how to schedule text messages on my new phone. <laughs> uh, cool. I wonder if I can have like a recurring one where I send it to you at eleven eleven every night. Oh my god, I would <laughs> die every and okay. This is what Julian and I are friends. Um, anyway. Cool. Do we have any other points about Valerie and her Week of Wonders? And this has been sitting on our list for a while, because I forgot why. We had it earlier on, and then I think we had to cancel for some reason. I think that it was, like, on a day that no one was able... Something No one like was that. free to, to yeah, come and watch it. Yeah, because it was this one and Daybreakers that we yeah. had to kind of, like, reschedule. Everything yeah. else has been pretty consistent, but, like, we had to reschedule this one. And then... um I forgot what it was, but yeah, nobody could make it. And so I'm like, no, we gotta, let's, let's do this one. I've had it. So let's like get it together. And, um, so I'm glad we finally did get to watch it, even though it's, uh, quite unusual. Um, but that's it. That's Valerie and her week of wonders. Uh, go watch it if you want. 
Um, but thank you for joining us. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Vampire Movie Club. Or you can find us on Twitter at Vamp Movie Club. Or you can email us at VampireMovieClub at gmail.com. I would also like to thank the band Caravan of Thieves for the use of their song, The Funhouse Entrance, from the album The Funhouse. And I think that's it, right? Cool. So that's it. Don't suck. Nah. Nah. Cool. That was that movie, guys. Oh my gosh. Please still be my friend. We spent as much time talking about movies. How long did we record? Was that as long as the movie is? How long is it? One hour and nine minutes? One hour and 17 minutes. Damn it. We need to talk for, what, eight more minutes? It's a beautiful world if you look at a glance It's a dream if you stare it's a scream If you wait in the line every time By the day that you die You'll have waited your whole life I so, can edit out anything I couldn't say democratization I can't, still can't say it Democratization Democratization <laughs> I'm gonna tell you guys You should like do that at the end for just like Guys, this is how many times I try to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Take 26. <laughs>